Hello, my name is Reverend Casey Carbone, and you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church at Mayopac. We are currently worshiping on Sundays at 10 a.m., both on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. We hope that this message provides you with a source of encouragement and allows you to grow more deeply in your faith as we all continue to seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Our reading this morning is from the Gospel according to John, chapter 14, verses 1 to 7. Listen now to God's holy word. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Let us pray. Almighty God, we ask that the meditations of our hearts and our minds may be lifted up to you. We ask that on this day your Holy Spirit come to dwell with us, that it remind us, O Lord, of the many rooms you have prepared, and that there is room for all of us. There is enough for all of us. Help us, O God, to break free from a mentality of scarcity and move into a mentality of abundance and sharing that occurs when we come out from our own hiding places and into the life, the life light that you have shown upon us. Amen. It's crazy when you think about it, but looking back, I spent a total of seven years living in dormitory-style housing. Four of those years were spent in undergrad, of course, and four of those years, well, uh, not four, three, (laughs) wouldn't want it to be more, three more of those years were spent living in seminary housing that was offered on campus. Dorms are an interesting thing because each room is typically the same. They're in buildings that don't have that much character. But the style of each room is left to the imagination of those who inhabit each place. Perhaps you didn't live in a college dorm And maybe you've never had a room to yourself, but at some point we have all had some control 
over the design of our dwelling place, whether it be an individual dwelling place or one that we share. And it is in that where we run into the challenges this morning, that area of control where our reading from the Gospel of John comes into the picture, asking us to envision a new way, a new reality of living in community with one another. This past week, I've been thinking about what it means for us to live in God's mansion, to live in God's kingdom. For many, Sunday morning is the place in church where people feel as though they experience God. Yet with everything that has been going on in our world, we've been challenged to bring that sacred worship experience, that time of dwelling with the sacred, into our own homes intentionally. In many ways, we are actively living out the words of Jesus, who said, in my Father's mansion, there are many rooms. So friends, how have you been experiencing God in your home or dwelling place? In what ways has the home worship experience influenced or changed your understanding of what it means to be a part of a broader community of faith? Has it been stretched? Has it grown? Because I believe that the passage this morning pushes us to reimagine what it means to live more fully as a citizen in the kingdom of God. And it also stretches our understanding of who lives there with us. I think on some days, though, it's hard to live in God's presence, in God's mansion. It's hard to do so, I admit. And it's hard in those moments because this calling is one that seems like it encounters so many people who just don't care about the room or the kind of world that we've been called to share. Quite honestly, it's disgusting, it's disturbing to say when we hear reports of workers being shot for asking others to wear a face mask. It's disturbing and disgusting when we hear reports of bus drivers being spit on for making similar requests. It's disturbing, so disturbing when we hear stories as well of people assaulting other public servants like that park ranger in Austin, Texas for enforcing social distancing. And it's appalling and heartbreaking when we also include the other surmounting injustices that have gone unanswered. Yet even in the midst of all of this, we hear Christ speaking to us. 
Do not let your hearts be troubled. It's a reassurance that today may hurt, and injustices today may go unanswered, but we have tomorrow, we have tomorrow, and we have the day after tomorrow where we can continue on in perseverance and faith, continue on in the work of being the hands and the feet of Christ. Those words of peace and reassurance, they're oh so necessary for us. They're necessary for us if we are going to keep on pushing forward, pushing onward and envisioning a new community where we all can live together. The passage for our meditation today is the start of Jesus' farewell address to the disciples. And you could guess that they were feeling uncertain and that they were grieving and that they were not sure of what was going to happen if they lost Jesus again. But as Jesus speaks these words to the disciples, these words of reassurance, they are also words to us. It is the kind of encouragement we need, as there are many times where it will feel like we are stumbling and haphazardly making our way on the path that God has called us to tread. This balancing act of taking all the beauties and comforts of this world, the peace of this world, and the realities of harshness and heartbreak and injustice, these things are beautifully captured, I think, in an artistic interpretation by Pete Seeger of this reading from John 14, chapter, chapter 14, verses 1 to 7. And I would like to share it with you this morning. My father's mansion has many rooms, with room for all of God's children. As long as we do share God's love and see that all are free, and see that all are free to know and see that all are free to grow and free to open or to close the door of their own room. What is a room without a door which sometimes locks or stands ajar? What is a room without a wall to keep out sight and sound from all? And dwellers in each room shall have the right to choose their own design and color schemes to fit their own though differing from mine. Yes, and each room has its own design 
to suit the owner's state of mind and those who'd want them all the same don't understand the human game. My father's mansion's many rooms have room for all of God's children if we but do share his love and see that all are free. The choice is ours to share this earth with all its many joys abound or to continue as we have and burn God's mansion down. My father's mansion has many rooms with room for all of God's children as long as we do share God's love and see that all are free. Friends, the choice is ours. The choice is ours to reimagine and to stretch our understanding of what it means to live as people who have been touched by the love of God. And continuing to make room in our own dwelling places and communities for all of us to live, we avoid burning down God's mansion. There is room for all of us. There is enough space where we can all express ourselves. And we cannot limit ourselves by viewing the world through the lens of scarcity. There is enough if we are willing to share what we have and use it to empower those around us as God would have us to live into this high calling of love. Our ability to live into the place where God has prepared, especially during this time, for all of humankind, is only limited by one thing. It's only limited by one thing. It's limited by ourselves. God has thrown wide the gate to shelter that provides a place for all to lay their weary head. The question for us is whether or not we will stand in the way or will we choose to instead help those who are trying to make their way in to find that same peace and comfort. Life is complicated. Whether it be living in a dorm room, whether it be speaking out for truth and justice, or trying to find your way in the world during this chaotic time. Thomas understood this when he asked Jesus, Lord, we don't know where it is you are going, so how can we know the way? Most likely, we won't get things right the first time around. 
Yet ironically, that is an essential part of our faith journey. The way that Christ has laid out will involve tripping and falling on our part as we seek to live more deeply into that calling. As long as we approach this journey with open hearts that are accepting of each other, and as long as we approach this journey with hearts that are eager to bring about restoration and justice to the places that are hurting, then, friends, we will be faithfully traveling on the path that leads to God, whether we know it or not. So let us dream. Let us reimagine the places where God directs us to dwell in the broader picture of creation. Let us open up the pathways that empower and enable creativity amongst the people of God. Let us go to the places that hurt and bring justice and restoration. And let us go forth in faith and hope, knowing that with God, we can make the positive changes. We want to see a reality for all people. So let your hearts not be troubled. And go forth knowing that the way to the place where Jesus goes is paved with love, with peace, with forgiveness, and with justice. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.